It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. If you're going to be in Virginia Beach uh, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be there. Also, Virginia Beach Improv, uh, excuse me, Funny Bone, two Friday, two Saturday, and, uh, and, and one Sunday. We were talking about, see, we don't really care about, Iowa and New Hampshire are probably the whitest places. Yes. So, uh, you know. I mean. Nobody cares. Nikki Haley. I was so glad DeSantis dropped out. He was such a. He thought I'm just gonna talk about. I'm gonna cancel their history. I'm gonna make a uh, abortion win. three weeks, mm-hmm. six weeks. I'll be better than Trump. No, they, they like the didn't old work Trump that thing. way. Yeah. yeah, no, didn't yeah. like him at all. Now you're home at your home state, disgraced. Yeah, he's backing Trump though. Obviously, like he got to. He got to. I bet he ain't backing him to when his, when he gets convicted. He ain't gonna be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna be doing it then. I saw that during the trial, the tri- one of the trials that Trump is involved in, because there are several, that they had a COVID scare. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You didn't scare nobody enough. Uh-uh. Um, do you like these cooking shows that come on? I love them. Do you? You haven't no, learned anything? I don't anything? like them at all. I prefer the um, house shows. The, like the, the real estate, the, yeah. like yeah, like I, I love Egypt. I love her and her husband. Yeah, show. Egypt. Yeah, I, I, I love those types of things. But the cooking stuff is cool. I, I only like, like cook, cooking cooking show where it look like Rachel Ray. Look like she ate some of that stuff. She ain't playing around. She oh ain't nothing. God. She don't just be like, are we gonna just make the nuts? She gonna like, I'm gonna eat all this stuff right here. She does. You know, like, Guy Fieri is the same way. Yes, he, he is. Say he, but he, he he had a little is medical tr- situation. He had to lose yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah. Is it true that he kicked Whoopi out of a, a restaurant? Guy Fieri. Google Let's Google it, it and see, because you know. Either that, I, I think, I don't want to spread uh, rumors. Well. But I think that. I don't think he ever kicked somebody out. I think somebody got kicked out. I, I saw, I think I saw oh, something. Oh, wait a minute. You might be right. Of course I am. Let's see. Fact check. Uh, no, that's not true. It's not, but it was on the plane. It was on a. Uh, oh, that on, makes it true. Yeah. No. no, I'm saying that's why I asked you. <laughs> yeah, to it's Google not true. It. All right. It's not true. Because I can't imagine anybody kicking Whoopi out. Yeah. And said that she was toxic. That's not true. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Now, um, they would they, they have kicked a lot of people off the show because they, they were toxic. I was about to say. Now, she, if anybody's going to do some kicking, it yeah, would be her. right. Um, For sure. Ha- happy birthday to David Diggs from Blackish and Hamilton. Happy birthday to Kenya Moore. Happy birthday to Ta- Tatiana Ali. Happy birthday to Neil Diamond. Happy birthday to Sleepy Brown. Happy birthday to Mary Lou Redden. We're praying for her, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Happy birthday to Aaron Neville. Neville. Happy birthday to William Allen Young from Moesha. Happy birthday to Reza Jean uh, Page from Bridgerton. Happy birthday to Chad Hurley, uh, the YouTube founder. It, but, oh, say, so he said, oh, he's born in 1970. I thought he I was going to say, YouTube. wait a second. <laughs> happy birthday, possibly, of course, to Jim, John Belushi. And happy birthday to Ernest Borgnine. Remember he tried to save everybody on the Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, he was a dude with a hat. No. no? All right, coming up, <laughs> coming up on it's the McHale's next... It's uh, Navy. Jeff. How about that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. he had the hat on, though, didn't he? he? Yeah, was, but that's not Poseidon Adventure. That oh, okay. Was something Sorry. He and he was Cabby from Escape from New York. Yes, he was. He but was. I know him is the point. Snake Plissken. Um, what? Yeah, that was Escape from New York. That was... Oh. That was the character's name. Okay. Uh, coming up this hour, Jasmine's going to tell us what's trending. I'm going to have a little note from the GED section. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man. What man? Tell these good people what is trendy. Heated debate on social media started by Dame Dash. He was doing an interview with someone and basically was challenging what he was talking about in terms of the herbs and the whole Dr. Sebi um, kind of movement, if you will. And he says, 
I've never seen a doctor validate anyone that said that's ever said they've been cured of type one. Speaking about diabetes, yeah. that was the conversation. He has that. He has to get exactly. And he yeah. said, I choose insulin over, you know, the herbs and teas and all this stuff that you want me to drink. He's like, because I've never seen anybody ever back up, you know, whatever Dr. Sebi says. So now the Internet is on fire with this whole kind Tell you to take ivermectin. You better yeah. do what works for you. Type one is very different. Type one and type two is more lifestyle. You could be born with type one, and your pancreas doesn't produce enough insulin. Correct, and you will die. Listen to and some idiots. Nothing you, you can know, do. All the people that died. Listen to idiots on social media doing COVID. Mm-hmm. You be one of them. Yeah, yeah. And elderberry you know, tea don't fix everything. It doesn't. Even though <laughs> if you are on TikTok, you it will have you believing that it will fix yeah. everything. Yeah, but if you, if you take that much, if you take that mushroom coffee, that'll get it though. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. Yep. Let me tell you something. If you listen to medical advice on TikTok, it's your time. All, the time all I hear is this ticket. I yeah. swear to God. You I know. That's it. right. Also trending, you remember the the woman I told you about uh, during a trending segment, segment some you months tell me a back? Lot about, a lot of bras. I'm about to tell okay. you. Who is uh, The woman out of Houston who claimed she was hit with a brick by a guy. Yeah, Do you remember? Lying ass. She <laughs> lied. And she, she, was, she started a oh, whole gun. Oh, no. Now you remember. It's coming back to you, huh? And Willie D was mad. Yeah, about it was yeah. all a lie. She didn't get hit she with a brick? Ended, nope. But she got hit with, with probably some jail time. But she, she raised, I think, over $45,000 or oh. something. And she was in Mexico or somewhere on vacation uh, videoing and just dancing. <laughs> okay. They got her. So how did they... So she didn't get hit with a brick. She did not. So what was the 45000 to give her ducking lessons? What was that supposed to be? So she can go on vacation, I guess. She wanted money and she used it for something else. But they said they have video evidence that she it was all a lie. People do anything. She mispronounced that brick, crazy? but go ahead. <laughs> that part is true. Oh my That's goodness! <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Texas, this is really that important. has nothing to do with Texas. I know, but <laughs> what? Well, that that she, she's Texas. from Houston. <laughs> She's okay, from Houston. Okay, all right, all right. So there's a new TikTok trend, and we go through these all the time. Right. You remember the young kid who got shot when he rang the doorbell of the place yeah, looking yeah, for help? Yeah, yeah. Well, who's, who's, who got a band scholarship? Kids on TikTok have a new trend where you, in the middle of the night, you go and ring or knock on somebody's door mm-hmm. or, you know, use your, don't do it. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, you know what they call that? Says, thin not in the funny. Herd. Not <laughs> funny thin at in the all. Herd. So please. Yeah. I don't, black people don't even take the tags off their pillows. Why are we doing something like that? That's crazy. <laughs> all right, coming up, we got a little note from the GED section. That'll be up in about 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So, I, of course, over the weekend, I watched a lot of political shows. I happened to catch Piers Morgan on uh, The Breakfast Club and uh, Charlemagne was grilling him about all the problems he'd had with Trump and Piers Morgan's reply was always yeah but if he hadn't I agree but if he hadn't done that well yeah I know he attacked the cap but if he hadn't done that you know but before he did that all right, here's the thing if my uncle didn't have a penis he'd be my auntie but he isn't Donald Trump did do those things. He talked about war and how, you know, at least we'd be out of war. America has existed uh, uh, for about 248 years in July. And of those 240 years, it only hasn't been at war for 15 years. 95% of the time, America has been fighting with somebody. So very few presidents, if any, have not presided over or participated in a war. We We are constantly at war. And although... Uh, his argument was that, uh, you know, Trump didn't 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 have a war. It's interesting that the people 
who were saying things like Trump we wouldn't be in wars got mad when Biden ended one. As a matter of fact, that became his, his slide. That's when his, his approval rating started to slide when he got out of a war. So don't tell me uh, he avoided a war. Uh, he, we, we would avoid a war. But then you get mad at somebody who takes you out of one that had run for 20 years and was going to be never ending. No, he didn't preside over what but he did preside over. And people are, are very short sighted about this. He presided over covid. And people died because we had a president of the United States at one time that thought the the uh, a, a, a deadly virus could be cured with sunshine and bleach. And he refused to do anything. You could talk about how he didn't preside over war. We would be there wouldn't be a war. OK, the bottom line is more people died in that two year span of covid because of his ineptitude and inaction than have died in every single war that we've ever fought combined. He had a test of leadership. He failed it. And that is why he did not get reelected. And rather than walk away, he decided to try to take matters into his own hands and break the law. So if he hadn't done all those things, maybe we're having a different conversation. But he did. And people are forgetting now about the dire consequences of his inaction. You're forgetting that he refused to do anything about COVID. And people died. People that listened to him died. There are hundreds of thousands of people that would be alive today had this country had leadership. It did not. More people died percentage-wise in this country under his leadership than died in anywhere else. And we're supposed to be the strongest, wealthiest country in the world. So you could talk about war, but when he had a test of leadership, he failed it. And all he had to do was pretend to care. And he would have won. He had to pretend to care. And he did not. So if he hadn't done all those things, maybe things would be different. And only wealthy white dudes get the presumption of if. If he hadn't done those things, maybe things would be different. But he did do them. And things got bad because of them. And things are still not recovering. There are restaurants and bars and businesses that will never come back because of that inaction. A president of the United States sat there while the world was in constantly denied. Oh, we only have a few cases. Oh, no, you know, that's not really that bad. Uh, uh, You know, you can't you get rid of it with sunshine and bleach and tried. We had such a fragmented approach. Even now, who started all of this stuff where we didn't have a national uh, we didn't have a national uh, approach to COVID. It was like this state would do this and that state would do that. It's like having a non peeing section in a pool. So do not forget what he did when the, when the chips were down. He decided to be selfish and let people die. And he would do that again. If is a, is a big word for such a small man. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. A bill to bring whole milk to schools across the nation is heading for the Senate. But the USDA is pushing back on the bill, saying it's an end run around carefully considered health guidelines. The bill would exempt fluid milk from being counted as saturated fat when assessing nutritional regulations. While fluid milk consumption has declined, consumption of all dairy products at its highest is at its highest levels in more than 60 years. Yep. That's why type diabetes is right. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is. If you want, they, they already they have milk in schools. It's just, I think, uh, skim milk and low fat milk. And and now they just want to be able to have whole milk in school for kids. You better get this. Nah, because we're a fat ass nation. No, we got to do something. (laughs) It ain't because of the milk. (laughs) I was about to say. Yeah, it is. A lot of type. Yeah, it's a lot of. Well, 
Colorectal cancer is the deadliest cancer for men under 50 and the second deadliest cancer among women in the same age group behind breast cancer. Now, they're saying the incidence of colon cancer has been rising for the last two decades. Lung cancer uh, remains to be the number one cause of death. Prostate, second cause for men and breast cancer, obviously, for women. But doctors say they don't know why there has been this increase of colorectal Skip cancer. Skip telling me something when I was on the way to work. Yeah. Oh, a good friend of mine passed away. He was only in his mid-40s, man. And, yeah. And uh, he, by the time he was diagnosed, uh, he was already stage four. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so that means he he probably acquired it in his 30s because it's a slow growing yeah. cancer. But if you don't, yeah. you know, maybe the girl. Man. If I'm not mistaken, the girl on uh, the girl on Family Matters, she Michelle. Uh, oh yeah, she I think she had of, um, of stomach, stomach cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God, it's okay. So, uh, doctor check. Um, so this is interesting, and um, thank you for that, Jasmine. Oh, you're um, welcome. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, a pregnant uh, woman says her husband called her selfish because she won't let him have a say on how she will give birth. Like, uh, should a father of the child have a say in which birth method is used, or is that solely the mother's decision? Um, I'm not going through all that. I'm not the pain. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the one in pain. But if it costs more to do something, you better bite this stick right here and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> squeeze my hand or something. Right, I'm not going to be going uh, extra pain medication. Come on now. You better put that credit card Come up on, on the, the counter uh, and be I'm quiet. Not, I'm not being angry. Do that. I'll tell you that right now. You better take this sits bath and leave mm-hmm. this alone. <laughs> Taking a bath is what got me here. No. <laughs> Um, so do you think that he should have a say in which birth me- method is to be used or is that solely the mother's decision? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. 877-242-2426. Also, hit us up on Twitter, D.L. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, The D.L. Hughley Show. And of course, the website is thedlhughleyshow.com. All right, we're going to begin to your calls in a bit. It is The D.L. Hughley Show. So uh, 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 a couple, the husband calls his pregnant wife selfish because she he won't let she won't let him make a decision as to what method, birth method they're going to use. Mm. Um, so do you think that he should have a say in it? We're going to go to our social media platform. Uh, DJ Lucy, what are they saying out there? Yes, Mallory from D.C. said, I don't know if it's her decision solely, but they should have a discussion about uh, what her choices are for her body. I won't pretend like I know anything about that. I, I'm an excellent babysitter, but... Um, no. How, how the babies get here. <laughs> Squeezing them out is another subject. Yeah, I, 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 that's something. Yeah. Um, Lucy, you want to have kids one day, right? Mm-hmm. Although, having nieces has made me rethink that. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I love them, though. You know, um, they should use NOLA for birth control. You should have I'm serious. They should say, you know what? Think twice. Pull out or this. Yeah, when I see it, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, NOLA should be uh, that little boy. She's a barbarian. Um, I don't, th- I think that I can't be in somebody's body and tell them what pain they're going through. I think that that is a couple's decision in that it does affect her and the baby. But I think primarily it is her decision as to what she can tolerate. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I think, you know, the idea of letting someone else decide, you know, whether or not you will have any type of epidural or whether it will be natural, in my opinion, is... It's, first of all, it's wrong. It's very selfish, you know, and very arrogant to, to think that you should have a say so in what I'm about to go through in terms of pain and tolerance and all of that. Yeah. 
Sit down and be quiet. But Just I do cheer think it should on. be a, a, a you know conversation. Even it will go like this. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Yep. That's how we go. Yeah. Even if it's potentially dangerous to the baby. Yeah. What's dangerous to me? It's yeah. the closest to death what that I will come. Right now. We, we, have no. you had a baby before? No. I'm, then you have no. What are you talking about? Well, you haven't had a baby in 75 years. But so I, I had one. When's the last time you had they one? Have, they have modern stuff now. It's okay. But I pushed one out. Have you? You didn't. Yes, I did. Don't matter. I said to push. Don't. Hey, don't don't denigrate a, a C-section. Scary as hell, too. Hey, I, I'll tell you what. All I know is this. They're all the same thing. I mean, it's- all I know is this. I would not tell a woman how to process her pain. Right? I wouldn't Correct. do it. I would tell her what I wasn't paying for. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think the, the question, like if you, like if it's like, something yeah. that could potentially hurt the child, no, you don't think, I'm yeah. going to tell you. Well, yeah. a mother prob- more than likely is going to do what's best for her child. Well, that's what but I'm I saying. think yeah. you're scared oh, I to death. Do I know? get to ask the question? I'm saying, like, hey, can we? I you mean, get to be here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. To know. You did Thank your you. part with the donation. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> now sit back, segment, Junior. You should do a segment in Africa called "Ask a Witch Doctor." Right? Yeah. <laughs> we just dropped them in the field. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh boy, we are going through it today. Yes, uh, coming up. <laughs> it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, so uh, your indictment update, update, you might want to say, pay attention. I was going to. Why don't you pay attention and stop shopping No, because sometimes I'm not shopping online. What are you talking about? Yeah. Plus, I'm quick when I shop online. I'd have been finished. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about a couple. The man thinks his wife is selfish because won't, she won't let him make decisions uh, about what uh, the birth method is. Um, and uh, do you think he should have a say in it? I think anytime you're a couple, you're having a child together, there obviously need to be some level of discussion. But the the jump ball goes to the tie goes to the runner if it's about how much pain she's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, birth method in terms of you know having a doula or you know all those things. But in terms of pain, you got to do what you want to. Ain't that the truth? Got to do what you want. I mean, the same would go true with birth control method, right? Like, what if a woman tried to say, okay, when you get this procedure, when they tie your stuff up down there, you can't have any kind of you know shot to make you go to sleep. I don't know. I, that was dumb. I don't get what that was. What were you just saying? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not going to tell Are you. Are you having a stroke or something? No. <laughs> I am saying I would never tell a man what he could and could not do with his body. I don't expect him to do the same for me. Absolutely I mean, right. I expect him to do the same Absolutely for me. Right. We're not going to tell you what to do with your body. It's your body, your, body, your choice. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I said it. <laughs> what do you think? Nerves. What do you think, homeboy? What do you think, Skip? What do you think? I mean, yeah, yeah. As a couple, it'd be nice to have a conversation. But let's be real. Let's, she got veto power. She got the ultimate. Okay, I. She can say, I respect your opinion, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing. Give me this. the shot. Give me the that's shot. Take wanna, the shot. She want a shot. She want a cut. She want a yeah. epi- whatever. Cut she me, make you know, cut whatever, me, make whatever she wants. <laughs> That's her Where body. are the inside parts? Yeah. DL! Because <laughs> we don't want to listen to that anyway. It'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, baby, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Let me tell you something. I, you know, and I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say this. They tell you that um, they tell you that the birthing process is beautiful. It isn't. It's not at all. No, it's not. It's a lot of goop. And goop all kinds of screaming stuff screaming and oh man <laughs> all and that then, pretty then, baby then, you see on the movies that come no, out all clean no, no, and everything no, come no, on man no. you yeah. gotta you gotta scrape some of that gunk off yeah, yeah. a lot of it like, yeah that's then. life juices no that's not juice. you see aliens like, yeah it looked like that that's exactly what it like looks that. like then you prick them and make them cry I haven't slept right since then <laughs> 
Well, it didn't right. bother you too much. You had two more kids. Yeah. <laughs> I kept fine. forgetting. Um, the question we're asking, a man uh, calls his wife selfish because she doesn't think he should be involved in the birth the birth method that she's going to choose. Um, do you think he should have a say in it? Uh, Skip, you, do you? I mean, ultimately, it's her decision, man. I mean, hey, man, we... We did our part. Thank you. We planted the seed. Yeah. How, you know how it's harvested is up to you. There you go. Yeah, harvest is such a brutal yeah. word. She's uh, accurate though. <laughs> it's not a potato. Kind of. Kind of. It goes in Jesus the basket. Christ. Yeah. Um, Come on, Spud. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think that anything that causes her pain, because that's already that's the most dangerous time in her life. Yep. And uh, you want to keep all as much stress, or, stress off of her as you can. Correct. And I think you need to be as loving and patient as you can be. That's what mm, I think. I feel like something. And if you, but that's <laughs> if you're not there. <laughs> if you're not what? What did you say? If you're not gonna do that, just at least let them put that, your name on the birth certificate. That's <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. You knew. I knew it was coming. You knew it. Listen, I wasn't be there, but how's Junior? <laughs> <laughs> All the fingers and toes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Call me. See you in court. See you in court. Call me when you're done. I'm at the cigar lounge down the street. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be there. All right. Coming up, we got more of your calls. It's the DMU Gleason. So the question we're asking, a man calls his wife selfish because she won't. Doesn't think he should be a part of the birth method process. Do you think that he should have a say in it? That's the question we're posing to you. We're going to the phones. Well, as a woman that's had four kids, I mean, he can have a say. He can voice his opinion all he wants to. But I think the final decision should be with the woman because she is the one that has carried the baby and went through all the complications of that. She is the one who's going to have to bear the pain of labor and any complications that may arise. So the mother should have the final decision. When men can start having babies and carrying babies, then they can have a final decision. Hey, so this all the people that's trying to control other people's bodies and everything. Y'all let these women bodies breathe like the song. Let that woman make her own decisions. See, when she was young, the family said, you ain't going to have no babies in here. Roe versus Wade went out the window. Now the government say, you got to have a baby. Now the man want to step in and tell them, hey, this is how you going to have the baby. You know what, man, since y'all so smart, Guess what? These women, gonna, they're going to be like, you go ahead and have your own baby, and I'm, a, I'm just going to raise it. I'm going to raise it for 18 years, but you're going to have the baby. I say hell no, because we can't tell you to not to have a disectomy if you want to have one. Second of all, you should have thought about that before you married me. Put the credit card, like she said, on the thing and keep it moving. You ain't going to tell me what to do. I'll get my own damn money and pay for whatever I'm going to do because it's my body. Hell no. I think... Personally, that the woman should do whatever she feels is necessary for her safety when it comes to childbirth or any other situation. I think that it's okay to have a discussion about the choice of what procedures to use as far as giving birth at home or in a hospital, but the ultimate decision should be left up to the woman. We got more of your calls coming up in just a few minutes on the D.L. Hughley Show. So the question we're asking, a man calls his wife selfish, Jasmine. Selfish because mm, she doesn't mm, want to mm. let him make a decision on the birthing method. Do you think he he should have a say or not? That's the question we post to you. We're going to the phones. I am so over everybody trying to tell women or a woman what to do with her body. We've gone from the extreme of 
women being told that they can't have abortions no matter what the situation is. And now you have a husband trying to tell a woman or dictate to his wife how the child should be born. I mean, come on, you have no idea from the time of conception until birth what a woman has to endure. So I don't think it's fair for him to try and dictate, you know, what the childbirth should be. Now, if you want to have a conversation about it, that's different, but still the ultimate decision is hers. All you need to worry about is, is bringing up the kid and taking care of the kid, period. I don't think it's a problem if the if the father has a say-so. Um, I think that depending on the terms and the circumstances, I don't see nothing wrong with it, man. They got control over everything else. Why we can't have say-so about something, you know what I'm saying? I think that it's a shared decision if I'm married. However, if I'm not married, then there's no discussion because um, I've had all of my children natural, and it is a, a beautiful experience. And say, for instance, if I should get in trouble while I'm uh, in labor, my husband can help me make that decision whether I should have a C-section or how we should go forward with this. Because a lot of those medications, epidurals, give the children autism. And that's why a lot of our children have that type of mental uh, incapacity. But yes, I would have a shared decision with my husband, but if I was not married, there's no discussion. We got That's What I Think with comedian Damon Williams. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. It is time for What I Think with comedian Damon Williams. Hey, this is Damon Williams, and I think it's time that we salute the stepdads. That's right, including the ultimate stepdad, Joseph. Yep, that Joseph. The one who had to believe that his woman came home pregnant by nobody. Can you imagine when Mary came home and said, Joseph, I'm pregnant. And he said, by who? And she said, nobody. And he had to just take it. Fortunately, the angels came to him in sleep. And like, no, Joe, it's true. God did it. Now, in real life today, if you plan on being a stepdad, if you meet a woman, you need to immediately check her kids' grades. Not because you're a concerned father or you're an educator, but because you want to know what potential they have and how long they will possibly continue to live in your house. If those kids have low grades, chances are you could end up with a 29-year-old bearded man looking in your fridge asking, when are y'all doing the groceries? Or a woman who has kids, now you are a step-granddad. You ain't think that through, did you? If those kids have a deadbeat dad, he can also be a deadbeat granddad. Now you find yourself being a step-granddad. That's right, you are now Papa. You stepped up to raise his kids. You had no idea you was going to be raising his whole bloodline. Meanwhile, you stepping on Legos in the middle of the night, and this dude is out on a boat in Tulum somewhere. But if you love a woman, you're going to have to love her right, which includes loving her and her kids, and in some cases, her grandkids. Now, it might not be right, might not be true, but that's what I think. You can follow me at Damon Williams Comedy. This weekend, I'll be at Riddles Comedy Club in Chicago. Next weekend, Pontiac, Michigan at the V8. And February 9th and 10th, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Cleveland, Ohio. It's Damon Williams, y'all.
Thank you, Damon. We're going to talk to you again next week. Coming up in less than 15 minutes, Jasmine Sanders. We'll be talking all that jazz with inspirational R&B artist Dante Bo on the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your uh, indictment update. So in case you're in Virginia Beach this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I want you to come check me out. I'm at the Virginia Beach uh, Funny Bone. So I got two Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. I love gigging. I know you do. Then the next week I'll be in Milwaukee, and then I'm playing a gig for the Super Bowl, which I'm very excited about. Oh, very nice. Yeah, and Skip, this Friday, this Saturday, how is Vanetti's doing for you, Skip? Is it all right? It's doing good. You can tell, but when that weather hit hard, it kind of slowed it down on uh, what was yeah. it? Friday night was a little slow. Well, good. Little then, slow. It used to be so crowded, you couldn't even move in there. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's, that's the best part. part. Be quiet, Jasmine. Why? I meant that. I like going that. to Vanetti's. Uh, I think I've been twice. It was a lot of fun. Skip, do you still smoke cigars and hang out there? Absolutely. Yeah. How's my nephew doing? I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm. I think I'm gonna go see. He's him. doing good. I'm. A, I got. To, I'll tell you something off the air about your nephew. It's okay. not bad. It's Ooh, not bad. Must be about surprise. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Moiva? How you doing? Feeling so, good. what part of Africa are, are your, is your family from? Uh, West Africa, Sierra Leone. See, oh yeah, I like that. They have a great song too. <laughs> Frank Ocean had a song called Sierra Leone. You remember that, Lucci? Yeah, I don't know. It's you a... told me to turn my mic off. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you turned it on to tell me you couldn't say nothing. They're like raising your hand to answer. And go, I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, he had a song called Sierra Leone. Have you ever been there? I was too young to remember, but yeah, when yeah. I was a uh, baby. And you and you realized you had to get out of there. And I got to go to Nashville. I actually won't go back. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't believe you haven't been if back. If I were you, I wouldn't go back. Because they were like, <laughs> You're ours now. <laughs> that happened. That happened to my new bowl. <laughs> he didn't get to come back. <laughs> I got a gang. Well, no, you don't. Actually, what you gonna do is drive. They would keep Morbid too. Yeah, they would. Wait, wait, why you say that? They just would. Come on now. Because you belong to them. Yeah, you, you come on now. <laughs> he just you went for the ceremony when he was a baby. Yeah. Behold, someone greater than myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You wear a kufi, you look like one of their generals. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. They just made a successful coup d'etat. Yeah. <laughs> and then a, you had his brothers, Lahai and Bay, a problem. Has, uh, has all the money from the lands in a Swiss chalet. <laughs> you know, that's how they, they take all the money and go to Switzerland. It's, oh never mind alright coming up <laughs> wow. left on that one. I that coming up with <laughs> Sanders and going to be talking all that jazz with inspirational R&B artist Dante Bo we have the Hughley Hustle Home Miss plus we're going to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week award it's the D.L. Hughley Show all right, uh, he took a brief hiatus, but now he is back. Please welcome to Talking All That Jazz Grammy Award winner, song singer, songwriter Dante Bo. Hey, what's Dante. Up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. So, listen, uh, now talk to me a little bit about. Gosh, I don't even know where to begin because I started doing a little research on you. I, I already follow you on oh social Lord. media. Nah, what nah, you nah, see nah. on the internet. It, I saw a lot. You know, the mm. internet is a thing, right? It's, it's, it's a balance between good and evil depending on where you are. But first of all, I don't even know what to call you, right? Can you can you school me on that? Is it a, a gospel artist, a Christian artist, a Christian worship artist? I don't even know what it is right. anymore. So right. can you school me on that? I feel like all of my music is inspirational, whether I'm talking about a relationship or whether I'm talking about my relationship with God um, I would just call me I mean I, I'm an R&B artist I am a Christian artist I think whatever space 
it makes sense. That's what that's where it works, you know. So some it depending on where I am, I'm a Christian yeah. artist, depending, you know, or I could be an R and B artist, you know. So it's so interesting to me. I remember I'm an artist. Ago. I'm an artist. Not only that, you're artist. a Grammy award winning artist. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Give yourself some props too now. Thank you. Bro. I remember years ago, um, BB and CC Winans kind of went through mm-hmm. the same thing, you know, because everything was all about a label and you know, people were in an uproar because they never said God in their music. They were yeah. just, you know, kind of ambiguous about it and they thought you should be more forward and and I guess more upfront with the gospel part of it. Yeah. Um, do you think that that's even necessary in music? I just think you need to be honest when you be you know, whenever you're writing a song, you need you need to just be honest. I'm going to go with that. I don't think it needs to be this overtly like God, 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 Jesus, Jesus. I don't also don't think it needs to be um if you're talking about love, if it's something you really not about, like if that's really not what you own, I think just speak your truth and no one can argue with the truth, you know. Yeah. So well, I just try to that, I just try argue. to be as honest as possible. And I appreciate that. But speaking of arguing the truth, I yeah, in my research, I watched the release of of your new single, I guess in in Times Square, mm-hmm. on Good Morning America, and mm-hmm. you know, just watching your 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 journey is is a blessing in and of itself. But Thank now you. I want to pivot a little bit and talk about, you know, your new project cuz yes. I know you you got some new stuff, you know, out right now, you know, Hide Me. I really mm-hmm. like that. Of course, uh, the the one everyone's talking about right now is Wind Me Up. Wind you know? Me Up. Yeah, Wind so on, on the project, um, I know you chose to call it self-titled and I heard you in an interview say that it is a reflection of everything that you are and your journey tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about that and some of the songs that are on the track list yeah so I named the album Dante Bo and it took a minute to name it that because we had a whole nother name for it and I was about to go to press I was literally about to just like start advertising and doing all this stuff and um we got on the phone me and my team my team and I and we were talking about the album and how we felt about how diverse it was and how culturally accepting it was and how it talked about love and it talked about breaking up and it talked about God and all these different things. And so I felt as though it wasn't just one title. Like I couldn't like put my finger on one title that could explain the entire album. So I just named it Dante Bo because I feel like this last maybe seven months, eight months, it has been good and it has it's bad moments it's, it's you know it's been kind of like a, I think a growing season for me I, I don't say it's a bad season it's been a season of growth and so this album is a reflection of that that's why I named it um, Dante Bo and uh, yeah yeah. and so what do you what do you think that people uh, will take away from it the most like in I terms mean, as you said it's, it's really all about you know the ups and downs that you've experienced in the past couple of months and yeah. you know I would imagine some of your darkest moments some of your greatest joys but what what is it that you want people to take away the most from it is it what you've been through and how you overcame it or yeah. or how life will life on you and you gotta be prepared for it like what is the the, the defining theme of the album yeah I just one record on there called Trouble and I think Dang, ultimately, that says enough right there right, I just really <laughs> want people to understand like you can move on like you can grow um you can dance your way through it you can cry your way through it you know what i mean you can you know sometimes you have to vent your way through it or go to therapy or do whatever and i feel like this album is like all of that and i want people to take that away that it's okay it's okay if you go through something sometimes it's just about how you go through it uh, much continued success on on your self titled you. album. Uh, continue being that coolest guy on the mm-hmm. planet that you say you are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you ever need us here at the DL Hughley Show, we got your back. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. Of course.
It is now time to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now, it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. Yes. Jason Lee Whitlock is an American sports columnist, podcaster, and former football player. He hosts a program for the conservative media company Blaze Media, titled Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Oh, I am scared! Whitlock is a former columnist for the Kansas City Star, AOL Sports, FoxSports.com, and ESPN. What you want, a f- medal? So, why is Jason Whitlock this week's recipient of the Shoe Booty of the Week Award? Jason gets the shoe booty because he put the triple X in extracurricular. Naughty jungle of love! Jam Master Jason complained about an adult theme ad pop up while he was checking the NFL standings. <laughs> it appeared to be an ad for a sexual birthday card. Immediately, Witty Whitlock went Fox News and bought a ticket on the blame train. Well, that comes as no big surprise to me, sir. He blamed the Walt Disney Company and corporate grooming for the ad appearing on the ESPN site. He went on to say that we've mainstream porn. Jason has admitted he has a history of stripping the like. I'm in love with a stripper. So is this news that surprising? Oh, hell no! Social media began the drag show shortly after stating the ad was one that appeared based on search history of the user. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That means JJ has been looking at porn. Probably sports stuff like doing King Richard, bend me over like Beckham, or white man can't hump. <laughs> Either way, he got caught and is now trying to play the victim. To quote something Johnny Cochran might say, if the boot fits, you must get kicked. We're gonna need an orthopedic surgeon to remove my foot from your ass. Emma. And that's why the Shoe Booty of the Week award goes to Jason Whitlock. Now, here's a swift kick in the ass. Now it's time for what you need to know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes. Jasmine. Paid. Okay. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Former President Donald Trump held off Nikki Haley to win Tuesday's New Hampshire Republican primary. According to news outlet, Donald Trump led with 54%, while Nikki Haley trailed at 43%. In the Democratic race, President Biden was not on the ballot, but won New Hampshire's primary as a write-in candidate. A Russian military plane carrying at least 74 people crashed north of the Ukrainian border. Russia's Ministry of Defense says the aircraft was carrying 65 Ukraine Ukrainian prisoners of war who were part of an exchange when it went down near Belgorod. The governor of Belgorod said no one survived the crash. President Biden is looking for support for members of the United Auto Workers ahead of the presidential election. He gave a speech aimed at union members today at a legislative conference in Washington, D.C. The president has shown support for the UAW by historically joining workers on the picket line during the recent strikes. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. 
your indictment update. update. Hey, pay attention. Come on now. I was Stay waiting for you to get to it. You just take these long pauses. If uh, you're in Virginia Beach, you can. I'll be there this Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Virginia Beach Funny Room. So come check me out. If you take a notion, Skip mm-hmm. will be doing something pagan at Benetti's. Um, so we're all doing something for good. We are. Well, what, what are you I'm doing? Just, I'm just going to, to work. You're going to do something for good, and Skip is going to do something pagan. You know what I mean? He didn't say anything, so I'm going to assume this thing. Play music. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, you know. Well, you know, last I weekend I was stuff. out in the uh, Martin Luther King <laughs> Jr. parade, and I, yes. it was about two degrees, it felt like, but you know, I was like, oof, man. Not in Venetti's, it wasn't. Uh, Not with all the. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. The Venetti's is, is wall-to-wall people. Yeah. And Moiba is, uh, what are you going to be doing? What do you have this weekend, Moiba? Are you going back to Nashville? Be back in Nashville yeah. in the cold. In the cold, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't get cold in Sierra Leone, does it? No, it doesn't. You don't, you How don't do you know? know? You ain't been there. Well, I would think my people tell me I talk to people. <laughs> How do they talk? How do they communicate the you with you? With words. <laughs> <laughs> How do they communicate with you? <laughs> with these drums over the wind. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's nice and warm here. Who an email telling me that if I would give you a thousand dollars. That would be correct. No, it's, it's, it's from District 9. Um, it's, uh, coming up. That's a shame. Now, America, of course, thinks it's the world's leader, but other countries just may think differently. Jasmine, give us the five worst things from the U.S. according to the Brits by Emma Ellsworthy for Mira. Uh, number five, calling football soccer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, we call that. You mean calling? No, it says soccer. calling football soccer. It's from her point of view. She's like, oh, it's yeah, football. Yeah. Y'all call it soccer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got it. We, we don't care. We N- think. Number four in the top five worst things uh, from the U.S. According to Brits, our politics in general. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but at least our politicians brush their teeth, so they're uh, quiet. Number three of the top five worst things in the U.S., according to the Brits, racial inequality. Really? I, I, Come I, I on. agree. I think we really? I agree. The Brits gonna say that? Nobody's yeah. worth. We invented the word. We got everybody beat. Oh yeah, the Brits. Not they yeah, they, they didn't have to have a war. They, they can't they say a whole lot. No, but they, they prof- us. They prophesized on say- slavery. They yes. started. Yeah, but they didn't have to have a war to stop it. Well, Portugal actually started it, but you know, yeah, they took well, over. Number two, well, it's, it's, we, we perfected it. <laughs> we. We know you know. <laughs> Number two. Back to work. Top five worst things. <laughs> obsession with guns. Huh? Our crazy obsession with guns. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And the number one of the top five worst things from the U.S. according to Brits, Donald Trump. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree on all that. Strange, strange. Here, 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 here. That will do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. update. Remember that if you're in Virginia Beach, Virginia, I'm going to be there this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, two Friday. Two Saturday and one Sunday, so come check me out if you take a notion. Jasmine Sanders, what did you learn today? I read the craziest story about Uncle Chen. Now, you may not know who that is, but it's a 52-year-old Chinese marathon runner who runs and smokes at the same time. Yeah. 26 miles. And he says smoking actually helps him in terms of uh, being able to, you know, catch his breath better and breathe better, which sounds super crazy. But this is like the fifth or sixth, maybe even seventh marathon that he's ran. But this time they disqualified him because they said it was lewd behavior along with. Well, they they actually said that not only uh, was smoking and running at the same time lewd, but they also said open defecation <laughs> and trampling on fi- flower beds or green spaces. All That's of what which he did. will disqualify you. No, he was smoking while he was running. 
So it was one of like three things that are prohibited when you're running. They call it uncivilized behavior. Okay. Okay. All right. If a dude can run 26 miles of smoke, I suggest you let that dude do it. Let him go. Uh, Skip my man Cheatham. What'd you learn today? And what was his name, Jasmine? Uncle Chan. All right, he's smoking. He might as well get some Uncle Nearest and go go on yeah, and make it yeah. happen. Hey, yeah. that's right. Go on, get Uncle Clever. Nearest. Clever. Yes, Very clever. <laughs> Uh, on the next day on Hughley Show, Kyle Hughley, a.k.a. Special K, is the latest hot record producer. And we will hear his latest project on short bus records. Plus, the military man, Jamal Kingsley, is going to return to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator. Pull that string. We got to go. Tap, tap. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. See you on the other side. <laughs> 